93.9 The Eagle, broadcasting live from the Zimmer Radio Group World Headquarters. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry. Get ready for interviews with movers and shakers from our community as we dive in for a deeper look inside Columbia. Now, here's your host, Fred Perry. And welcome to the CEO Roundtable Show. Glad that you have tuned in this weekend. Uh, great to have you alongside. Uh, special guest in the studio this week. Uh, not only is he the Boone County Treasurer, the Treasurer of Boone County, but he's also uh, an egg farmer extraordinaire. Dustin Stanton joins us uh, here in the studio. Dustin, great to have you with us. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank yeah, you, Fred. Absolutely. I think you've been on one time before. We mm-hmm. were talking about uh, uh, your the Stanton Brothers egg uh, operation, which is a pretty impressive of business and mm-hmm. that you have grown from uh, literally uh, five or six little eggs, right? Uh, little baby chicks that probably someone picked up at Orsund. Tell us about <laughs> your background uh, and uh, kind of where you grew up and, and where you went to school. Yeah, so in regards to all of that, um, so my family has been in Boone County since 1845. We actually Ooh. came over from the Irish potato famine, being farmers over in Ireland, and then wow. um, the government over there was not too kind to us. Yeah. So we came over <laughs> here and settled down up in Centralia. Actually, before Centralia was even a town, so 12 years before it, it was founded, wow. we settled around Prairie Village, um, and it became Centralia 12 years later, okay. so we were there before it even That's existed. That's a pretty cool story. I've not mm-hmm. heard that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you grew up in the Centralia area. Correct. Uh, so since 1845, so that's five or six generations, it sounds like. It is. Yeah. Yes. Quite a while. Yeah. And uh, you uh, went to school in Centralia. Mm-hmm. What'd you do about college? Um. I did not know as a senior where I was going to go. Neither of my parents went to college, Uh and so I wasn't quite sure what my future held. Yeah. Um, Ended up receiving um, a full-ride business scholarship to Mizzou. Wow. And so I decided that was the path I was going to take at that point in time. So what was that based on? Was that based on your grades? Was that, I mean, how did did you luck into a full-ride scholarship? That's pretty impressive. Well, you use the word luck, but (laughs) there's a little (laughs) bit more to it than that. Um, So it was a... uh, a variety of things. Okay. So it was based on academia. It was uh-huh. based on community service. It was based on experience. Um, it was in the business realm. And so the fact that I had started a business from a very young age, that was a key factor to it as well. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, you were very active with FFA when you were in high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, you really went on to win really one of FFA's highest honors. Uh, tell us about uh, that award. Yeah. So I don't talk a lot about this, but... Through the business and through my time owning that and FFA, um, oh my goodness, we probably received more than, I'm not even exaggerating, more than a dozen national awards with what hmm. we have done there. Yeah. Um, the highest one we had received is, I was actually chosen as the 2014 American star in agribusiness. Right. And so... And a few years later, your brother, your younger brother, also won that award. Is that right? He won the American star farmer. Farmer, okay. Correct. Very good. Yeah, All right. in 2018. But, but both are tremendous, tremendously high honors. Mm-hmm. Like where you get to meet the President of the United States. 
that yep. kind of, that kind of honor. Well, Austin got to do that. So <laughs> Austin, <laughs> I'm told, almost had, had a ride on Air Force One with President yeah, Trump. But I don't anyway. know why he didn't say yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he learned his lesson. He'll never have another chance, but he learned his lesson. Yeah. But um, so Stanton Brothers is is a a business that um, I've heard you tell the story, but our, our listeners probably have not heard the story. Uh, how did you first get into the egg operation? In 1999, when I was in the first grade in Centralia, um, I began asking my parents for an allowance, actually, um, because most of my friends were getting that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, why can't I have one, too? Yeah. Um, But during that same time that I was asking for that, our classroom started incubating six fertile eggs through the local 4-H. They did a project where they brought them in. Um, A lot of 4-Hs still do that, which is an amazing project to go Mm -hmm. through. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember watching those eggs every single day, and I was excited when they hatched. Um, And through the end of that project, someone was able to take take those chickens home. I had asked my teacher if I could have them. She said yes. Up until the last day, another girl wanted them too. So both of our names went into a hat to see who would get them. Um, And I learned pretty quickly that girls always win because she won. (laughs) I went home in tears. Um, Not the first time a girl's put me in tears. Won't be the last either. (laughs) Probably won't be the last either. (laughs) Um, I told my uncle what had happened. He ended up buying both my brother and I our first six chickens. And so that was how the business began in 1999. Um, Fast forward to 2007, bought 500 chickens to start selling eggs at the Columbia Farmer's Market. Um, And I've been there for over 15 years now. Wow, that's Um, amazing. So tell me about the output. Uh, How many eggs do you think uh, Stanton Brothers eggs are producing on a yearly basis? On a yearly basis. I'll get a calculator out here. Yeah. Um, if you go on a on a on a daily basis, yep. it's, it's roughly five hundred dozen a day. Five hundred dozen a day, correct? Or thirty five hundred dozen a week is more how I run the business. Whoa, my gosh, thirty five. Uh, see, I, I don't think so. That's fourteen thousand eggs. Uh, fourteen thousand dozen a month. Is that right? That is pretty darn close. I was a journalism major, so the so, math does not come naturally <laughs> for me. So it, it's a little over one hundred eighty thousand dozen annually. Wow. That's a lot of eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. And they're all coming from this one farm uh, up in they Centralia. Are, yeah. Okay. So some people don't realize this, but the USDA has designated us that we are the nation's largest independent free-range egg operation. Yeah. Which is pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> well, when you think that it was started by a seven-year-old kid, you yeah. know what I mean? That's what's really that's what's really amazing is that this has grown in a, just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. You know, when you said you were in first grade in 1999 I yeah mean, i was it sort of was kind of very <laughs> offensive but uh anyway but so that really um you know in, in the course of 20 years since you first hatched your you know your your first eggs yeah uh that is a remarkable accomplishment mm-hmm. and that caught the attention of mark zuckerberg uh, who is the founder of facebook and and i think uh i've told this story with, with you on the air before but i was uh having um uh uh, meeting with a the the city manager at the time of Columbia, and, yeah. and he gets a text from the airport manager saying, "Guess what? Mark Zuckerberg just landed at Columbia Regional Airport, yep. and we're <laughs> you know we were all like scrambling." And and I sent you a text that day. Uh, I said because uh, uh, eventually I found out he was headed up to Centre, and there's only one reason to go to Centre, and that's to either for the Anchor Festival or to see the Stanton <laughs> Brothers egg operation. But uh, anyway, uh, sure enough, Mark Zuckerberg uh, flew into Columbia, Missouri, on his private jet mm-hmm. and uh, visited Stanton Brothers. And he was he was really trying to get his head around. He's trying to get an understanding about sort of why uh, some young entrepreneurs succeed. Uh, Correct. Was that basically the gist of the visit? Correct, yeah. No, he was going to every state, um, and he was looking for both millennials and entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And so we fit the 
we fit the requirements right there. So he reached out to us, um, came up there, um, and it was really an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. And so from his perspective, he was trying to, at that point in time, and Facebook a little bit mm-hmm. so that it wasn't just a tool for recreation, but that it was used for community building. Mm-hmm. And so the way that we view community even in Columbia and here in Boone County, it's different than the way they view it out in Silicon Valley yeah. in California. So he was yeah. trying to really wrap his mind around that, how we use it versus how they use it. And I, I, I have seen some changes that they have done between then and now. Mm-hmm. Um, or I would say even between then and the forming of Meta. Yeah. You know, I think Columbia and Boone County has sort of lost sight of the fact that uh, we have such a rich, strong agricultural heritage uh, mm-hmm. in, in Columbia, Boone County. Um, and... Uh, Maybe you don't see that because you're exposed to the agricultural part of our of our community every single day. Uh, but I, I think that when you uh, when when it lands on the radar of Mark Zuckerberg and uh, you start to understand uh, just a little bit about the size and scope of your operation, uh, it's a heck of a story to tell. And uh, it's it's too bad uh, that we don't spend more time uh, educating our children and really giving them an inside glimpse of of what it uh, what the agricultural, you know, um, you know, foundation of our community really is. And mm-hmm. so it's uh, people a lot of kids have no idea where the food comes from, you know, and and it's uh they like those chicken nuggets, but they just would, could not, you know, conceive that it comes well, from something with legs. Yeah. Well, for the chicken nuggets, it might be best they don't know where those come from. <laughs> That's actually. right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, I, I know that your your product is available at the farmers market, and yeah. I've seen it in local grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I purchase your eggs, and one of the things I noticed. Um, and it's been a long time since I've bought store-bought eggs, store-bought, uh, irregular, you know, mm-hmm. the mass production eggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something very different about your egg. And to me, it's the consistency and the brightness of the yolk. I mean, it is a brighter orange. Uh, what, what causes that? So something that is unique about our operation is that it is a non-GMO product. And mm-hmm. so we actually grow Milo or grain sorghum. That's the same crop. We grow that on our family's farm and uh-huh. we grind that back to them as well. Um, and so nothing against corn, nothing yeah. at all against it, but yeah. we don't feed our chickens that. Huh. We use the Milo, um, and that's the base grain for them. Yeah. As well as, and what, what difference does it make? Um, it's more, it is more consistent, like you said. Yeah. Um, darker. Okay. Is, nutritionally, is it different? Um, it's hard for me to make a claim there. Yeah. Um, it does affect the taste, and, and that okay. is the big key. Yeah. And that is the, the factor that really separates us. Yeah. Um, the local factor, the the taste factor um the consistent factor those are things that we've really kind of nailed down and made into a science with what we do yeah it's, it's it's pretty interesting pretty amazing now uh just real quick and we i want to move on to talk about your boone county treasurer responsibilities but mm-hmm. you know you uh i first met you when you were the president of the boone county farm bureau and mm-hmm. uh, you've had a lot of those positions over the years um talk about some of the organizations you've been involved with so something that folks don't realize or know about me is that I started attending community meetings at a very young age. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even being sarcastic when I say that. Mm-hmm. My parents would go to the local school board meeting, and I'd be the three-year-old in the back crying. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. Yeah. Um, so I've always grown up Now with the this. adults are crying in our school board meetings, but that's another topic. Yeah, I'm not going to get off on that. But <laughs> um, I'll try. <laughs> 
I have always had a sense of community instilled in me at a very young age. Um, so whenever there's been an opportunity to be involved or volunteer or philanthropic contributions, that's always been something that's been the forefront of my mind, something yeah. that I've always done. Yeah. I'm very passionate about that. So over the years, I've been involved with the Boone County Extension Council mm-hmm. as the liaison on there. Um, as you mentioned already, I'm, I was the former Boone County Farm Bureau president, mm-hmm. um, currently serving as a chairman on the um, of a committee on the Columbia Chamber of Commerce, mm-hmm. um, as well as the president of the Columbia Farmers Market, something I'm very passionate oh, about yeah. as well. Okay, very so good. I, I love yeah. the farmers market. Yeah, it's uh, what an amazing transformation that organization has made over the last few it years. It has and been so, yeah tenfold. Yeah, um, and so, uh, but uh, I'm told that on Sunday mornings uh, we might find you preaching at a church up in Hallsville. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. Well. What, church, what church are you preaching at? Um, so I'm the minister at the Hallsville Church of Christ up there. Okay. Small rural church, about yeah. 25 members, just west of town, yeah. um, up on the hill. Um, and you get up every Sunday morning and, and preach a sermon. I do. Yeah. I do. Yep. So you're not exactly the life of the party. <laughs> I've been told that once or twice. So. <laughs> Actually, I think you're pretty fun to talk mm-hmm. to, and, and uh, it's, it's fun to learn more about this impressive business I, that you've I think built. I think the life I bring to the party isn't the stereotypical <laughs> life, you may assume. So. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, well, I uh, you uh, several months ago, you were appointed uh, by Governor Parson uh, to become the treasurer of Boone County. As if your plate weren't full enough, uh, you were asked by the governor to fill in for the role that Tom Darrow had resigned from. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell me about uh, your decision to do that. You know, I I, I look at it as if you were drafted, uh, <laughs> and uh, you uh, came, you stepped up to serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, you of course, um, you have a brother and a father and, and other family members that are very active in your business, and so they, um, I'm assuming that they're able to handle most of the day to day operations of the Correct. business right now. Yep. Uh, and uh, so you're showing up every day to work, um, uh, which not every county official does uh, to be the <laughs> county treasurer. And uh, tell tell us about your decision to become the county treasurer. So when the opportunity came up. Um it was brought to my attention that there was a resignation and they were looking for an appointment. And so I had thought about it and, you know, we talked about me being a minister. My, my faith is very important to me. I prayed about it quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, if that would be a path that I should go down. Um, and so I finally decided to apply for the position. Yeah. Uh, went through several rounds of interview processes and there were amazing candidates from all over the county and all over the area that applied for it. Um, and I really thought, well, why would they choose me? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Why would they choose me? Yeah. But as I was going through the process, um, I just continued to give my all. To yeah. the committee, yeah. um, and then I was chosen as the nomination from the um, from the, the local um, central committee of the Boone County Republicans to yeah. go to the governor. Yeah, and then even at that point, there were eight names that were brought to the governor's attention. Wow! And so went through another set of, of interviews, um, and I found out in April that he had chosen me. Yeah, I'm very honored in that, and very bestowed to have yeah. that. So you uh, became the Boone County Treasurer back in April. So you've been mm-hmm. on the job now how many months? Um, roughly. Oh, what's it? Roughly half a year. <laughs> okay, six so, months. Six months, five, uh, six months. Yeah. But you've decided quite recently that you're going to run for this job to take it full time. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. 
we're, we're going to come back and talk. We've got about one minute left here in this segment, but I want to I want to give that that answer justice because I think people need to hear your your reasoning for doing that. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Dustin Stanton, a Boone County Treasurer and a founder of a co-founder of Danton Brothers Egg up in Centralia, Missouri. We're going to talk about county finances. I think you'll be interested to hear this next part of the conversation. Uh, this is Fred Perry. You're listening to the CEO Roundtable on 93.9 The Eagle. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable show. Fred Perry, your host. We are visiting with Dustin Stanton, Boone County Treasurer and founder of the world famous, the largest independent free range chicken operation, egg operation in the in the in the world, in the nation. Nation for sure. Okay, nation yeah. for sure, so, and probably the world. But anyway, it's uh, it, but it's hard to tell what those Chinese people are doing with with <laughs> some of those. And some eggs. of those countries aren't very accurate in their records, so it's <laughs> yeah. hard to say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Especially when it comes to viruses. But anyway, um, well, it's a pretty impressive story, and uh, it's it's one that uh, is worth telling and and hearing about. I want to shift focus and and talk a little bit about your day-to-day responsibilities as Boone County Treasurer. As you know, I uh, spent a very limited time as a county commissioner uh, for Boone County and and uh, became pretty familiar with with county operations and county finances. Um, Talk about uh, your primary responsibilities on a day-to-day basis with uh, Boone County. Mm -hmm. Well, as you had mentioned just briefly Mm -hmm. that I had run Stent Brother Eggs. I've kind yeah. of stepped away from that. So now Austin's taking all of those operations over, okay. those responsibilities over. So now I'm down at the county uh, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, every single day. Yeah. And so the day-to-day operations um, is very much on all the offices that receive money in. Everything comes back to our office. Mm-hmm. And so we bring that in. Um, and then there's checks and balances in place so that if, if you pay money to the recorder's office for a marriage license or you pay your um, fees to the assessor's office or the county collector, that all comes to our office. And we receive that in um, with checks and balances in place yeah. so that there's always verification of the money that's receded into the county. So the annual budget of the county is approximately how much? Um, 90, 94. 90, $94 million. million. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of transactions in that $94 million that's mm-hmm. being and, – and, and everything passes through the treasurer's office. It does. Yeah. So that's a, that's a pretty big responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, for just based on your initial impressions, you've been there six months. Um, what is your overall assessment of sort of the kind, the, the county's financial condition? I think that some people might, um, uh, people probably just have no idea what, what kind of shape the, the county is in financially. There's a few different ways to slice that onion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, in regards to investments, that's something that my office does as well. Yeah. That has gone up a little bit, yeah. Um, just based on the the fixed income investments, that that has done better through bonds. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing a higher ROI 
Um, they yeah. maybe about half a percent. You can't take a lot of risk with public money, can you? Oh, no, no. Yeah. It's so very you're forced restricted to be by in state bonds statutes. And, and it just happens to have been a good time to be in bonds, right? Well, based on the, the safety of the, the bonds that we're in, a lot of investors have moved over to that market, so the demand has increased. Therefore, yeah. ROI has gone up. Yeah. Um, when I went in, it was about 0.8% ROI, and was, I've been able to bump that up to about 1.36. Very good. Um, which has been great. Yeah. Um, and so that's good. But what people don't realize is the time value of money. And mm-hmm. inflation has really kind of been taking a damage and a, a, a punching yeah. to the county budget. Um, just to play with even numbers, if you take $90 million of a budget that we had in 2021 mm-hmm. and you apply roughly 10% inflation to that, yeah. here we are in 2022, and that would be a loss in buying power of roughly $9 million. Yeah. So the budget that we had of $90 million in 2021 would only be the same equivalency of buying power of an uh, $81 million budget. Yeah. In 2022. Yeah. Um, and so that's something people are not realizing, just how inflation has really hit, especially road and bridge. Yeah. Um, I mean, oil has been crazy. Yeah. So you can't buy the number of miles that you used to be able to buy. Absolutely yeah. not. Um, yeah. And vehicles and, are up. Equipment's up. Yeah. And so all of that is taking a toll on the budget. I mean, yeah. And that's just the reality yeah. where we're at today. But I, I'll say this, you know, I, my impression is, and, and you may have a different opinion. I hope you jump in. But uh, and. You know, the county is largely dominated by Democrats. Uh, I think that you may be the only Republican office holder in the county building right now. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. Uh, but, but given that, I, and this is a compliment, I, I think that the county is a pretty well run operation from mm-hmm. a financial perspective and a lot of that is is due in part to sort of the work that you do with the auditor june pitchford you mm-hmm. know who i think is you know an outstanding professional Absolutely. Uh, does a good job but but i think that for the most part boone county there are a couple of small exceptions but for the most part boone county is a pretty good steward of its final financial resources would you agree or disagree um, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, it, it's a very strict process of budgeting. Um, some people don't realize, but our budget process begins, actually already has begun, way yeah. back in the summertime. And yeah. We spend the last half of the year preparing for next year. Yeah. So there's a lot of forethought that's put into the way the money is spent. Um, and then even once the year begins, it's very restricted in regards to we're going to follow the budget to the best of our abilities. Yeah. Um, and we don't go beyond what the budget has said. Yeah. So, uh, yes, I, I agree. When I first took on the treasurer's role, I did talk to a lot of other first-class counties. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of them, most of them, complimented yeah. um, the workings of Boone County. Yeah. And so I, I found that to be a very positive thing coming into the role. Yeah, we have some pretty crazy things in our financial mix, like a children's services tax and a, a 911. These are permanent sales taxes that exist uh, that are sources of revenue for the county. Those are kind of crazy and a little unusual. Uh, very unusual, I should say. Uh, but I think that uh, for the most part, uh, decisions are not made in haste. I mean, if you're going to spend money, uh, especially if it's a recurring expense, there is a long, arduous process that that people have to suffer through in order to spend more money mm-hmm. you know and you're right the the budget process is six months of the year which you know i don't miss one bit i mean that, that was <laughs> that was because i we had to set through every single one of those meetings you know yep. department meetings and so forth and so anyway it's it's um you know, so I want to talk a little more about the investments. Uh, uh, you're you're sort of restricted on what you can do with public funds. Uh, so, what is your overall investment strategy when when you look at the the public funds you have to invest? So, one of the 
issues, you may say, that mm-hmm. I faced when I first came into the office is that a lot of our investments for 2022 were called early because mm. back in the springtime, um, the markets were going crazy. So a lot of the investments we had were called early mm-hmm. and back February, March during that time. And so what we tried to do is we tried to ladder the investments. So what that means is that we tried to even out the money that we do have to invest with the county so that there's always something coming mature mm-hmm. um, at, all, at all times. Yeah. Um, 2022 and 2023 were really called early um, and that created an issue for cash flow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was able to really kind of plan out the next four or five months months um, of the of what the cash flow needs were mm-hmm. so that we never had to go illiquid um, yeah. we always were unable to stay ahead of that curve yeah um, so as far as investments go what I have done is I have diff- a team you may say of different investment professionals mm-hmm. through different local banks that when I when the when the county has money that needs to be invested I talk to them to kind of get their perspectives and usually one of one or two of them are off a little bit, but as long as we kind of get a majority of folks that agree mm-hmm. with the way the money should be invested, then I will make the call, and that's how we, we will take the investments. Yeah. Um, so we'll do things like callable bonds. Yeah. Um, we usually get a higher ROI on those. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, you're looking at maybe three point three or three point four percent. Wow. Um, which is really great compared yeah, to where we were to, even yeah. one or two years ago. Yeah. Um, it's it's fantastic, really. Yeah. yeah. And so. We also do bullet investments. So if I know that the county is going to need money, let's say September of 2023, we've got a big road and bridge project coming up. I will take a million or two million, whatever we need for that, and I will bullet it, which means that that will have a lower ROI, um, but it's guaranteed that it will come mature right before that that expense comes due so that the cash flow of the county yeah. is um, rolling right along. Yeah. So we never have to take anything out of reserves for that. So there's an extraordinary, extraordinary amount of, of uh, planning, you know what I mean? And just sort of pacing right. to make sure that you have the money when you need it and that you're getting the maximum return on that money until you need it. Right. Yeah. Well, through my business, that's the way I've always done things. Yeah. Um, I've always been thinking ahead as far as the next 18, 24 months goes of what we need to pay our bills. Um, so the thing, the same thing is done with the county. Yeah. yeah. It's a different beast, but it's the same model. Yeah. So is it something that, you know, I think that people often discount the value. We, we live in an academic town, a lot of college professors and uh, a lot of state employees. And, and this is not intended to be an insult in any way, but there's an awful lot of people who find themselves in positions of power uh, where they have never really had to make a payroll. And, and I look at a lot of elected officials that way, but, you know, because it's, uh, I mean, that, uh, if you, you know, at the University of Missouri and in certain parts of state government, money just grows on trees. You know what I mean? And it's, it's really, there's not much uh, thought given to where the money came from. Uh, but when you're a small business owner and you've had to make payroll for 20 years, uh, when you've had to pay your suppliers, when you've had to uh, adjust to supply chain issues and, and uh, pivot uh, markets, <laughs> yeah, that horrible word pivot, um, you know, that that type of experience really, really comes in handy. So how how relevant is the it's, you know, uh, I don't want to compare apples with oranges, but but talk about the relevancy of your business experience. And again, we all know you've been very successful in business. You you took six eggs and turned it into the nation's largest egg operation. Um, what um, how how is that relevant to what you're doing as Boone County Treasure? Well, I fully believe that diversity of thought and diversity of culture and diversity of people is really necessary to make the best decisions. And mm. so the diversity of my background that I bring to the county, I think, is extraordinary. Yeah. I, I really mean that. Yeah. Um, to have the realization, like you said, that, you know, 
I had never had a, a boss necessarily who gave me a paycheck. I always yeah. had to figure that out myself. Yeah, um, you did ask for allowance when you were one year or six years yeah, old. Yeah, and I was I was denied. You were rejected. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which looking back, maybe that's a good thing now. <laughs> I gave you a lot of experience for working with June Pitchford down the road. You know what I mean? So yeah, so um, so it translates. It absolutely. Yeah, um, a dollar is not a dollar. Um, if there's a dollar you're using for expense or for investment or for income or for payroll mm-hmm. each of those dollars have a purpose mm-hmm. um that on a simpler version that's what we have the budget for yeah so we assign those dollars a job yeah bef- before we even get them yeah we know where they're going to go do you feel empowered uh to sort of question things to sort of say you know what um uh in my mind uh that is not really a legitimate uh use for county funds i mean do you find yourself in that position or are there are there checks and balances that sort of mm. occur before you have to put your foot down no abs- i understand what you're saying absolutely yeah. so what i have done um in my office i've cr- i had kind of set a little notepad to the side and every time there was a question and i wasn't quite sure why is the county spending money here or why is it doing this or mm-hmm. why are we use it doing this in the budget i wrote those questions down and what i've been doing over the course of my time in the county is asking different perspectives you know why do we spend money here or why do we spend money there mm-hmm. um why do we allocate more for for this for this um, part of the county versus the other part of the county. Yeah. And I've been trying to get different sets of perspectives. Um, so I do question, but something I do as well is I never come to the, to the conclusion that I have all the answers. Yeah. Um, I think you have to bring a variety of folks in, different yeah. perspectives, different yeah. demographics to really understand, um, what is the true answer. Um, I don't think one person has all the answers. Mm-hmm. I think you have to take all the perspectives into consideration. Yeah. Um, to come to the, the right or the final conclusion. Yeah. Um, I I'm, I want to talk a little bit about the politics a little bit because and you're going to blush a little bit because you're you're a more wholesome person than I but it's one of those things where you <laughs> know <laughs> yeah really I know that's a surprise to you but you know it's 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 one of those things where before you were appointed by the governor uh, every single county office holder uh, in the in the county government center uh, is was a Democrat uh, when I was a county commissioner, I was the only Republican in the building, except for that uh, that short period where Taylor Burks was county clerk. Um, and so, right now, it's interesting, and I and I know that Eagle listeners tend to be uh, skew a little bit conservative, and and this is really not a show about politics; it's a show about business. But but there's really a, a unique thing developing. There there is a chance. That there could be, because we have four contested races, uh, where there are Republicans running and, and really all four candidates are really outstanding candidates. We, we mm-hmm. have a Republican in Connie Leppard who's running for presiding commissioner. Uh, you are a Republican running for county treasurer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Jason Gibson, a Republican running for, uh, county auditor. And, uh, uh, is it Shaman Jones? Shaman. Shaman Jones, uh, who is running for recorder. And really all four of those candidates stand good chances of being, of being elected, uh, at, and so that would represent a major change in sort of the philosophical, uh, structure of county government. I, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, coming from, the more rural part of the county, but also being connected to the business part of the city, mm-hmm. um, there's always a there's been a perspective that we're not always being heard, mm-hmm. um, and that's something that I want to fix. Yeah, 
I, I think everyone, regardless of your zip code, deserves a seat at the table. Yeah. And I actually believe all four of us have that same perspective. Yeah. We are visiting with Dustin Stanton, who is the uh, treasurer of Boone County, but he's also the founder uh, and uh, co-operator of uh, Stanton Brothers Egg Operation, the nation's largest free-range chicken egg operation. Uh, we'll be back on the CEO Roundtable uh, right after this on 93.9 The Eagle. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable. Fred Perry, your host this weekend, visiting with Dustin Stanton, Boone County Treasurer and co-founder of and owner of the uh, Stanton Brothers Egg Operation. Uh, Do you call it Egg Farm? What do you call it? Um, I just call it an egg operation. Egg operation. Very good. And uh, you can find your product. What grocery stores currently carry your products here in, in Columbia? Give them a little Columbia. plug. Um, well, quite a few, actually. So okay. we have 60 outlets altogether, all in mid-Missouri. Within wow. Columbia itself, um, we supply all the high V's, um, natural grocers, Clover's Market, um, Schnooks, Eat Well, um, as well as some local mom and pop places um, okay. like Hong Kong Market, um, A&Y Global Market, Lee's Market downtown. Wow. Okay. Very good. So plenty of things. And, and how many dozens of eggs a day? Um, 500 dozen per day. 500 dozen per day. And are you allowed on the radio to say how many chickens it takes to make that many eggs? Um, there's no. There's a lot of restrictions to that now. It's... <laughs> You'd be surprised how much red tape is in poultry. I know. I, I have, I've heard stories of the USDA coming in and shutting people down and saying, you have to kill all your chickens right now. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and so, I mean, it's, it's, it's horrible. We, so we have not had that experience, yeah. but there's just been so much red tape that's been applied to our industry. Yeah. Regulation. And regulation. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Um, one of the things that um, I want to talk about just briefly and, and, I don't know that most of our listeners will, will, will notice this, but there, there's an attempt, and it's been going on for at least six years, to convert uh, the county's business operations using a software platform that is referred to as ERP. Uh, I don't remember what ERP stands for. Do you, by any chance? Or can we, what, you want to make up something? I don't think anybody will ever know if um, you want to. Do I want to make up something? <laughs> it's, uh, you know, but I think that uh, that is, uh, and it's going to change the way the county, it's going to sort of professionalize, going to streamline, standardize the way the county uh, handles its business affairs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So tell us what, what tell us a little bit about what this, this, this uh, ERP is designed to do. So the ERP, or the, uh, the Enterprise Resource Planning. Oh, very um, good. That you we do have. know the answer. All right, very good. Intersource, interspri- Inter- Enterprise Resource, Resource Planning. Planning. Okay. Yes. So. All right. Um, so it's made up of an accumulation of different departments in the county. Um, I'll keep this fairly brief, yeah, but the please system do, that I'm we're bored already. <laughs> <laughs> the system that we're using um, right now is from about the late '80s, early '90s, and so we're trying to update that so that um, on, on a simple version that we can receive money quicker and easier and more efficient, um, so that we can have documents to go with um, the. Um, as proof to go with the receipts and invoices yep. that we're running through the county. Yep. Um, 
And all in all, it's to make the process more efficient, more simple, so that people can get paid quicker and that things are easier to find yeah. in the long run. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of growing pains that goes along with it. Yeah. Um, that's, what, that's what we're going through right now, some of the growing pains. But Has I, it been implemented? Have you started using uh, the new software? N- not yet. There's okay. been a lot of trial Okay. So I ran with it though. I, before I became a county commissioner, after I was elected, I was invited to the kickoff of the new ERP. Mm-hmm. And so we're coming up on six years of, of that. And so it's really, uh, it has been a slow and sounds like a very painful process. Of course, COVID affected that. To, to, and yes. there's been some consolidation in software companies that sort of you'd have these <laughs> stops and starts, you yeah. know, and, and, uh, it's, it's been a hard, hard process. But, but in the end, I mean, are you fairly confident that this is going to make, uh, County government a, a more efficient operation. I am positive with the implementation. Uh-huh. Um, I think, like I said, there will be some growing pains that go along with it. Um, but something that I have noticed: a lot of the newer employees that came onto the county who uh-huh. have only been using the new system have loved it. Wow! Uh, I think some of the problem has been when you're using the old system and converting that knowledge to the new system. And it doesn't always transcribe over, yeah. but if you are only using the new system, it is much more efficient. Yeah. And so in the long term, yes, I think it will be a good move for the county. Um, as as a younger person on the committee, yeah. um, I've been able to bring a different perspective, um, which I think has been very beneficial yeah. to the overall implementation of it. So how old are you? Um, I will be 30 in October. All right. So coming up on 30. Yep. Okay. Very good. So you're not, when you said you were in first grade in 1999, I just assumed that maybe you were 12 now. So I, I, <laughs> I uh, uh, so it's hard for me to do that math, but yeah. it's, uh, but yeah, you're 30. And, yeah. and uh, I'm sitting, of course, to the theater of the mind and radio. Uh, this is a very mature man, very successful entrepreneur, very successful businessman sitting across from me uh, that is uh, uh, serving uh, our community now as Boone County treasurer. Um, so when you, you look at opportunities for improvement, um, and we, we've covered a little bit of this uh, uh, in, in the course of the last hour, but, but tell me a little bit about uh, the opportunities for improvement that you see uh, in sort of the fiscal uh, operations of, of Boone County. In regards to improving um, the county budget and finances, mm-hmm. um, one thing that I... I personally have been fairly passionate about is we have a lot of great investment firms here locally. Yep. Um, banks specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I won't name any in particular, but yep. everyone knows who I'm talking about. Yeah. A lot of local banks. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the investments have been done out of, out of the county. Mm-hmm. I would like to bring some of that back home. Take a little um, bit more control of it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that they're, they're county dollars yeah. spent by local people here in the community. Yep. Um, I'm a big local guy. Yeah. I, the farmer's market and such, I love the community. And so bringing more of that back home yeah. to allow local folks to invest that and to be a part of that process. And so you would save yourself some of those fees that we're currently paying yeah. third parties to, to manage this money for Oh, absolutely. Us. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're not a day trader, right? I mean, you're uh, you're going to be very, you have a lot of restrictions. You can't, uh, right. you can't get too crazy with right. this money. We're not investing in Bitcoin. We'll put that out there. We are not doing that. <laughs> well, rumor um, is you probably should. So anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Doge. Just a little, to the stock, moon. <laughs> just a little stock tip there. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's, um, yeah, that's interesting. I'm, I, I think that that is uh, bringing that stuff back in is really it's a lot more work on your part, right? I I will say so. The history of the treasurer's office. So yeah. Kay, Kay Murray was there, yeah, um, from the eighties to, to roughly late two thousands, yeah. two thousand ten, roughly mm-hmm. around that time. And um, then Jan Fugit, um, Jan for, for a short, yeah, stint, right, who passed away, right? And then so Nicole, and Nicole who, was, who was actually in her twenties, um, yeah, she yeah. was appointed right in there by the governor right. at that governor time, Nixon, yep. And she had a real, I will say. 
that is a positive note. She had a really good system in place as far as investments go. And then when Tom came into the office, a lot of that kind of went away from the county. Um, and I kind of like Nicole's strategy of bringing that back mm-hmm. into the county. Yeah. So, okay. so that's kind of the history of yeah. how the investment has changed over right. the, the last oh, 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. And it's uh, and and really, I mean, how much money are we talking about at any time that's really assets that are available for investment? So something that people don't realize is that the, as a treasurer, we have a lot of fiduciaries. Mm-hmm. Um, responsibilities like the fire district and so yes so there's the county money but then also a big chunk of the money that we invest um or that we have laid to the side is money for the for the the library boone county regional library um for the special road district for the cemeteries for the fire departments and so we do that as a service yeah um and so um it's quite a bit altogether but as far as what the county has liquid it's always fairly limited um to what we we can and and can't use so we're still talking about millions of dollars it's over 100 million over 100 million dollars it is yeah that's that's a lot of money it it is yeah and part of it is in these and this is one of the most complicated aspects of county finance or these reserve funds the the fund accounting that you Mm -hmm. have to deal with and and i think that uh it's easy for an outsider to sort of say to to look and say okay why is there 30 million dollars sitting in that account that's not being spent right um and we're you know uh why not give that back to the taxpayer it's it's much more complicated than that i get it yeah uh but uh help help our listeners and i'm going to ask you to dumb it down primarily for myself Mm -hmm. you know Dumb it down. What what is the purpose of the fund accounting, and uh, what are some of the things things that you're seeing in that in that method? Um, so when you, as a taxpayer, mm-hmm. when you pay property tax, a majority of that actually goes to the schools. Yep, eighty six percent of it almost. Yeah, uh, people don't people don't understand that. They don't know that eighty percent eighty six percent of every property tax dollar they spend goes directly to the school district. Right, and that's something you know. As an outsider, I wasn't. Right. I've kind of wrapped my mind around that. that a majority of the money that you pay to the county does not stay at the county for operations. Correct. It goes back to the schools, right. to Centralia, to, to Southern Boone, mm-hmm. um, to Harrisburg, and to Columbia, to, to, to keep those schools going. Yeah. Um, so a very small portion of that actually goes to the county. And then when it comes to sales tax, that comes to the county as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's done on a monthly basis. Yeah. Um, so there's obviously a rise during Christmas time where people are buying and shopping during that time. Yep. More money comes in then. Mm-hmm. Um, but altogether, when the money comes in, we then take it. It's based on a percentage. Um, so... What you pay on sales tax is 1.75% that goes to the county. Right. Um, of that, only 0.5 or half a percent is actually unrestricted. The rest of that is restricted to, like, as you mentioned. It's allocated to law enforcement. Law to, enforcement, yeah. community service, right. um, and such. And so the, the 0.5% is really what we're running the county on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I do with the fund accounting is there's 86 funds, or a, a way to put it is 86 buckets yeah. of money when it comes in. Um, that's set by commission and really by the people of the county of yeah. where the the money is allocated. Yeah. It goes in a specific bucket, and then it pays for operations for that service or for that fund. Yeah. Um, again, al- albeit if we're talking about um, for community service or for fire or for schools or whatever it may be. Um, so that's already pre-allocated, and then I just pretty much watch those funds, watch those buckets, yeah. um, and use that money to then pay out for that specific fund. Yeah. Okay. And as someone who grew up on a farm, you know all about buckets, right? <laughs> and all the sizes the buckets come in. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Some are bigger than others. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, some smell more than others, too, I've, I've noticed. So uh, on both sides, in farming and in county government. Um, well, that, that's, that's kind of interesting. I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's a big job. 
you know, it really is. And, mm-hmm. and so you've kind of decided you want to do this full time. Uh, what uh, you want to keep doing this? Uh, what's what's your primary motivation? You know, I just I really love the county. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't say that lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yes, I'm conservative. Yeah. But I live in a county. And I think it's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love the public service side of what the treasurer can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you start talking about some of the fiduciary that we work with, with, with the fire, with the library, with family resources, you know, that means a lot to me. Yeah. Um, that I'm able to help those folks in a unique way. Um, and not just that, but the citizens as well. Yeah. And so that's something that I'm very passionate about. Well, somebody asked me about you the other day and I, and I, they, they said, well, what's he like? And I said, well, you know, it's really interesting. Uh, here's a guy that is conservative. Uh, he is a, a Christian. He's a, a pastor. He is self-made. Uh, he learned to work at very, very hard at a very young age. But, you know, you're a good steward of the earth. Because I know that a lot of your farming practices take that into account and, mm-hmm. and a lot of the, the things that you care about. Uh, but you're also a good steward of our, of our public resources. And I, mm-hmm. I think that's really, it's a really a nice combination. And it's sort of like when you first hear, well, what's an egg farmer? Uh, what does an egg farmer know about the Boone County Treasury? Well, as it turns out, a lot. You know what I mean? You get mm-hmm. it. You understand the businesses, and I think that yeah. uh, you you understand the value of a hard-earned, do- hard-earned dollar. Yeah, bringing both academia um, as well as real-life experience um, yeah. and running a business for over 20 years yeah. before I'm even 30. Yeah, so. pretty cool. Yeah. That's Dustin Stanton, Boone County Treasurer. Uh, something else you want to say? Okay, you're good. All right. Well, <laughs> you, I was going to say, yeah. if people want to know more information, yeah. they can Tell go to- Tell us where to, they can find out about, about, uh, about uh, you. Uh, www.dustinstanton.com Alright, uh Boone County Treasurer, founder uh, co-owner of uh, Stanton Brothers Egg You can find him every Saturday morning out at the Farmer's Market Stop by and say hello to Dustin this morning when you see him uh, This is Fred Perry, we'll see you next weekend We've got Mike Murphy from Como Buzz coming back on with us next weekend uh, to find out about all the scandal around town This is the CEO Roundtable on 93.9 The Eagle It's my city, and I love it, yeah, I love it.